Good morning, fellow Gooners. Welcome to another episode of Canon Talk. And this morning, of course, as usual, Aiden. How's it, everyone? Arsenal take on Leicester, and we discuss Arsenal versus Bournemouth. Yeah, so the much awaited clash at the Emirates. I think it was also a game where fans were almost like, you know, chomping at the bit for our first home game of the season. Uh, went into the match, Arsenal saw, you know, with the unchanged squad from the Sevilla and Crystal Palace game. So, what were your thoughts? Like, you know, are you so happy with how things are kept so far? Yeah, no, I think the team picked itself, essentially, you know. Um, you you couldn't really change the back four because I mean you know they didn't go to the goal so I mean you know they don't don't need to change something it was not broken just yet I mean yeah. I know Tommy Yasu and Tierney were there on the bench but I mean you know you I, I think it's we, we can't just be at that point where people are just coming in because of their reputation or their name so you know happy with that and I think yeah. the midfield as well did well itself you know Odegaard you know you can't just judge him on the one game because I thought maybe you know he wasn't up to scratch against Crystal Palace but you know maybe it was just one of those games and in the front three I think at the moment also you know kind of pick itself. I mean I was actually thinking of I don't know if it was you or my son that was saying um you know with the sort of squads like look the Palace game where I told you look Odegaard didn't look at the races yeah. and I was wondering if we should you know what that's all, as I said, I'm not sure if it was you or my son that said it where you must actually have a certain squad for like away days where you know the, the work rate is going to, you know, everybody will have to be all hands on the pump. Or, you know, because I just think sometimes like maybe for a game like, say the, the Palace, you run back the Palace game, if you maybe have somebody like Vieira, that, that Fabio Vieira that leads the line in, in the creative midfield role where, you know, this guy looks like somebody. Because look, uh, there's now being clips out of of the under twenty ones uh, that played. I think a few days ago uh, when they played Swansea City in the under twenty one league, and how well uh, Fabio Vieira was playing. I mean, they were like lunges and 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 heavy tackles going in, and he was like really riding it. Yeah, no. The thing is with me, like I've I've, I've been mentioning a lot, like. With Odegaard as captain, it's almost like they're trying to always just find a spot for him in the team to kind of keep your captain in the team. And I hope it's not going to be the case, you know, going through that cell season where the guy doesn't maybe, you know, he has a few string of games where he just maybe needs to be dropped a bit just so that you can, you can just reassess things. But instead, we'll be just shoehorned into the side every week because of him being captain. Yeah, because I mean, look, until like my, my take is or. You know, it's like a real gripe, gripe. But I just think he should show also more as a an attacker. Like, you know, have a shot. Because it, it seems he's not like too scared to, to mess up. So he's rather giving the ball to somebody else to do something with it. And I mean, I expect as a captain, you know, especially in a, in a, if you're in an advanced role, that you take up that responsibility of thinking, OK, I'm in a good position. I'm going to shoot. Because I mean, you can see the frustration even in, in Gabriel Jesus' face the other day. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. I think that's something he needs to work on. And I think if he doesn't take that responsibility, I mean, you know, somebody else might take it if, if, if given opportunity. So, um, onto the match. I mean, Arsenal start, of course, you know, quite positively, come, you know, full out attack at uh, Leicester. And I mean, I think Leicester City, uh, I mean, I was quite surprised when I think fourth minute where Ramsdale yeah. getting called into play through a sweeping move by Leicester City, where 
Jimmy Vardy ended up playing in the on-rushing for Fana. And I mean, he ended up, I think it was like getting choked up in the advanced role and he ended up just uh, toe-poking the ball straight at uh, Ramsdale. But I mean, also a good warning for Arsenal not to be too overconfident. Yeah, I know. Very lucky that, that he choked his shot. I mean, for me, you know, after that, my eyes were on Fofana. You spoke spoke about him uh, even in the in the in the previous podcast as well. Where he said he's quite a danger, and you know, the Chelsea I think more off team, and I think you know Leicester probably wanted time after a new deal. So, yeah, it kind of also made me a bit work because I was thinking, you know, this could be a good game for us to you know to stretch our legs, like to you know attack and get the crowd behind us. But I think, like you said. Good wake up also early because I mean we could have been one all down. And I just think of it, eh, like uh, Wesley Fofana and and um, William Saliba, the two of them were the same Etienne pair at nineteen, the first choice pairing, and that is what also kind of put him on the football map where everybody really took note of the two of them. No, no, that's quite good. I mean, I remember we spoke <laughs> about it also like when Saliba. I mean, I think of Fofana when they beat Arsenal at the Emirates one 0 and Fofana had a stellar performance and. You know, Saliba was like nowhere at that point. They were like, you know, why did we sign Saliba? Why did we drop it for Fana? Then the 11th minute, uh, Martinelli, you know, on the end of a good Odegaard free kick, but I mean, he ends up shooting straight into the side netting. So Arsenal, you know, slowly getting themselves warmed up. Then 20th minute, Saka sends a curling cross to the far post. Xhaka almost like goes in from nowhere and he ends up smashing his head against the base of the post. Yeah, no, Arsenal were doing well. And I think we were really putting pressure on on on, on Palace because Martinelli was in his one of those moods. And I think for Fana, you know, as good as he had that first uh, moment of overscoring, he was battling against, against Martinelli. And he, you know, prior just to that sucker thing, um, he picked up a needless yellow card, like hauling down Martinelli. So you knew kind of Arsenal getting their feet back in the game. And, you know, Xhaka also almost making it. To bundle, or you could see something was starting to brew because I think we started clicking into gear now. Yeah. Then 23rd minute, great work by Martinelli and Xhaka, you know, with the ball being played to Gabriel Jesus. And then, I mean, with a little to no backlift, Jesus ends up bending the ball into the far post, 1 0 Arsenal. I mean, it was an excellent goal when he's build up play, you know, from coming out wide. You know, getting the ball and slowly start weaving his way, getting it to Martinelli. You know, that's the type of finish we've been missing from from a strike. You know, like I said, at the stage, it's kind of those intricate and, and finishes like that. But it just seemed like he lost his confidence somewhere along the way. But I mean, last season, you know, that wouldn't have ended up as a goal because he wouldn't have had that number nine instinct to just yeah. kill the ball. Like that's an excellent goal. Good way to get your first goal for Arsenal, you know, first official goal, and to kick your season off. I was really happy with it. Yeah, me too. Uh, then, 35th minute, Martinelli, you know, ends up bending in the in swing corner. Uh, Jamie Vardy is, of course, at the near post, and he ends yeah. up kicking the ball away from his keeper and defence, which sends the ball, of course, to the far post, and in darts uh, Gabriel Jesus, who nods in 2 no Arsenal. And another thing that you've mentioned, it's you see that, that Gabriel Jesus has that almost that instinct where the rest of the Arsenal players maybe would be a yard or two slower. As Jesus is almost like on it. Like I don't think also this goal could have would have happened probably with Austin for Jesus being at the team. I mean, it actually shows you, and it's actually great to have again, you know, actual real 
number nine, not number nine only, but a, a real goal poacher because I mean, this was like he will throw probably his body on the line, yeah, just to get you know to bundle the ball into the net. And then, I mean, I, I find that fantastic. I mean, he, he's creative, his dribbling is fantastic to watch. I think it's been a while since we had a, a, a you know a forward that can dribble with the ball but also look confident on it because look sometimes when we had Aubameyang and Lacazette sometimes they would look almost like leggy you know with they, they do the hard work but when it comes now to getting into the box and they almost like you know overdo it with the touches and he knows exactly when he must pull the trigger yeah I know he's he, he had like you know the 2-0 to Arsenal like you said but I, it's just that, that feeling now that um, um, look I wasn't the happiest when we signed him I'll be honest because yeah. I thought you know we needed somebody more high profile because I mean the guy wasn't scoring as much as City and he had two team around him but then you just look at him he's, he's a work rate his determination the, he's finishing and I was quite happy for him to get his like second goal for the team because the more goals he gets the more confident and hungrier he gets because my, my thoughts personally was, look, in the league, last season, he didn't get that much. I think he only finished yeah. eight in the league. And I'm already thinking, look, you need another six more than you already tied on that. And I mean, with the upcoming, you know, fixes, that's it's going to be a rollout still. He could even get it, you know, within like a couple of weeks or so. Because, I mean, as I said, with, with the way he's playing now, the sort of team that he's in, and I mean, I think he's always wanted to be like the main man at the club. Yes. Yeah, City is always like, you know, uh, a small fish in a big pond. But now it's like he's now at Arsenal where they're eating a sort of form, not only now, but you can also see that it's those sort of players that somebody like, say, Martinelli was always looking for when he's swinging or slinging in that crosses. Or Saka when he's now just, you know, eating a ball. It's not like it's just a, a aimless ball. He knows he's not yeah. a real target, man. And, and you also know Jesus is somebody that's going to, always going to be lingering in and around the box. I mean, I, of course, I love his work rate, though. He sometimes will track back to make a tackle or whatever, a fair tackle. But, I mean, he's always now there. You see that person now, penalty spot, the edge of the penalty spot, and you know something's going to happen. So that's what, what brings the, the excitement also now to the Arsenal fan base. Yeah, and the reason you have mentioned to our attack as well, because, you know, he can also, like you said, that first goal where he picked up the ball out wide, you know, kind of yeah. got into the box, played in Watanelli, and it's it's something we've been missing, and, you know, big ups to Arsenal for, for going in for Asus, where, yeah. you know, you, I thought we needed somebody else. Yeah, the end of the seventh minute, a fantastic uh, pass by Ramsdale, uh, which... You know, goes perfectly onto uh, Jesus's chest. He ends up winning the battle against Johnny Evans. Like, he really spins the, the old-school defender. And then, I mean, the, the, if it wasn't for the Leicester keeper, uh, Danny Ward, who ended up having to just palm the ball away, I mean, it would have been a very early hat-trick for Jesus. Yeah, I, I thought he was going to score that, actually. I mean, no, no. No complaints afterwards. You know, obviously, we were 2-0 up, but I thought, you know, the season moment, hat-trick for Arsenal, and... I think the world would have stopped and watched the issues, yeah. you know, if he had to grab his hat in his first home game, you know, not even making it to half-time. Yeah. Then 42nd minute, Martinelli sets up Jesus with a, you know, fantastic ball. Jesus, I think, just only got overexcited. The ball ended up, you know, spilling off his foot and the keeper managed to, to smother the ball. Then 44th minute, a big incident going into half-time or closing on half-time. Ramsdale and Vardy supposedly collide and the ref immediately gives a penalty, but VAR checked it. 
Yeah, no, I, I know I felt confident actually when I saw the incident that and VAR was checking it. I knew this is not the penalty because he you could see Ramsdale never really clattered the player. It was more the player went into him actually. But I think he you know, it's also something that, that I think we mentioned it could be the last season sometime. I don't know if we played Burnley or somebody or I know it's one of those maroon colored teams or you know i don't know what it was but we also came out of the box last season and he almost like wiped out the play and it could have been yeah we well, could have been sent off if it was, yeah. I, think it was a, I mean i don't know what like the ar also missed it somewhat or whatever but i personally thought he was going to be sent off straight in that that wisdom game and, I, and now with this game now i'm just worried sometimes when he comes out and he has that that sometimes you do see that that almost like a split second delay in his reaction whether he wants to go and then he thinks, oh no, I want to think against him. And I mean, you, you saw more, you know, Jamie Vardy also, he likes that type yeah. of contact. He almost like, I think from that other angle, you actually do see what VAR was not picking up where he's almost like off jumping into Ramsdale to make the contact. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I, I was, something that Ramsdale does need to watch out for. And <laughs> But uh, I think, you know, Vardy was definitely looking for the penalty and, you know, Seasons have come and seasons have gone. We have all these caught in the Arsenal. And this is, you know, kind of retribution for that. Yeah. So we move on to the second half. And then back quite early in the second half, because I think West Ham was... Sorry, West Ham. Leicester City also, you know, changed the whole uh, tactics for the second half. Because uh, they also made, like, some early subs. And then, I mean, 53rd minute, under pressure, Saliba ends up nodding the ball past the, the Arsenal keeper. But I mean, funny enough, what when I was expecting mounds and grounds, you just hear the Arsenal faithful start applauding the top young defender. Yeah, and I think it's a different atmosphere in the club. Uh, you know, for me also, I I watched that goal a few times, and to a, to an extent, you know, I look at Ramsdale and I also wonder like, why is he so far out? Because you know th- that game against I don't remember Liverpool in the in the Carling Cup or EFL Cup where. The deflection of Jota because he's like so far off his line, like that ball spills past him. But a lot of the time, sometimes I think he he's needlessly too too far out of of his box, and not of his box, but out in his in his box area. That sometimes any small flick or something like that throws him off completely. But like good good up from the Arsenal fans as well to you know there was no ground to just kind of getting behind the team again. Yeah. I mean, you could actually see, you know, also grew in stature with that second half. You know, uh, I mean, we'll still get to certain points in the game, but I mean, I really thought it was big of the player the way he, you know, that just dusted himself off and, you know, game on again. Uh, then, 55th minute, Sucker sends the ball over the keeper of Lesser, Danny Ward. He ends up fumbling the ball. I mean, I didn't expect him to really. Yeah. But I mean, then Jesus ends up, you know, quick to react. He ends up laying up. Xhaka ends up rolling the ball into an empty net. 3-1 Arsenal. I mean, within a few seconds, I think it was something like 70-something seconds between the Leicester goal and Arsenal's uh, third. Very good response by the play. I mean, the team. And also, you know, Jesus, they get very sharp when the ball drops. You know, he doesn't even dally-dally eat. And he has his presence of mind to see where Xhaka is. Flicks the ball to him, man. You know, Xhaka getting in the box. I mean, I think they said something about he had like most touches in Leicester's half or something like that, which is not, you know, usual for the player. But, you know, good goal for Arsenal and good fighting spirit. 
And no, a good point you bring up about Jaka, and also it's also like a talking point as well, where you can actually see he's being used in a total different uh, way now because look, Thomas Party seemed to be more of the protector of the defense, which allows Jaka of all people to you know be in a more advanced role. And I mean, there was one move also that I think Jaka started saying it was I think it was now was it no it was sometime in the first half. Sorry, just go back there, but. Where Thomas Party did play something like a 30-yard low pass and in Jacques' stride, and I think if Jacques just had that extra, you know, the legs of it. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Even yes got I remember that. But, uh, yeah, that's what uh, I find it fantastic. We can actually see a sort of... I mean, I didn't expect him at... I think he's, what, 29 now? Yeah. Going to be 29, but... And, and he's now adding a new sort of dimension to his game because even when I remember him playing for Gladbach in the Bundesliga, he was always the one shielding the defense and then his partner at the time at that guy that plays for Dortmund now that Dahoud was the one that would you know be almost like the uh, attacking destroyer and that but I mean now it's fantastic to see him at, at his age now to see him almost like in an attacking role and I mean uh, look we were all talking about yes of course I think we still do need that sort of legs you know in, in that, that role yeah. but I think after part I think I think uh, something Arteta said after the Palace game we said uh, or even this game, sorry, we actually said he sees Fabio Vieira even in, in that sort of role also because at the moment, Vieira's probably, from what I've heard, look, we've only seen little clips of him for Porto and that, but yeah. from what I've heard, that Arteta has been saying, he could even be playing out on the in the soccer role as well because he has a sort of speed to his game and, I mean, he also has the eye for for setting up people with that, you know, eye of the needle pass. So, I mean, for me, it's going to be a fantastic battle also how that, you know, the more players now come into the squad. And I mean, if we do still bring additions, how they all start, you know, scrapping for those spots. And I think you can also see a more, uh, not only versatile Arsenal team, but also a more, uh, you know, a team where you can actually look at the bench and you go, man, what sort of choice yeah. they have of, you know, of players. And I think you always used to say, it's so strange when you're now looking like last season at the bench and you see, like three or four youngsters just filling up numbers to make up numbers, and now you start seeing true quality now. Yeah, because I mean, you can bring, uh, like, you know, once Fabio Vieira is fit, you can bring him off yeah. the bench if he doesn't start, or Odegaard, or whoever off the bench if you need to. I mean, you have Emil Smith, you know, Ketty is not like my favorite choice, but I mean, the guy does put in a shift when he needs to. And, you know, we, we I think we just need someone. For Pepe at the moment, you know, because yeah. it just doesn't seem that Arteta trusts him. I think he may have lost his trust somewhere, but I do think we're missing another guy that can give that excellent burst from the bench if need be. I mean, I still feel we, we Arteta's trust really went for, for Pepe was that game where Leno stood in for Ansel, where Okay, Aston Villa. Yeah, the Aston Villa game where he was oh I think he was just like already expected just to do one job and you know old possession or give it to uh, to you know to give the ball in our position and I mean he ended up just giving away and I remember that that that, that Dutch uh, assistant of Arsenal I mean I can't get you certain now but I mean he was even off smacking that folder that he had because he had almost like that you know that, that sort of tactics board and he couldn't believe that that you know Pepe is doing everything but what was you know being put on that board. So I think right there and then, that was also the sign where, you know, you already had one foot out of the door by Arsenal. 
But I mean, you know, back to the match. 74th minute, uh, Madison ends up scoring a fantastic goal. I mean, for me, Ramsdor looked a bit at, at fault there because yeah. it seemed an acute angle. I didn't expect the ball to be, you know, going through his legs. But, okay, you know, in, in also Ramsdor's defence, I mean, uh, you know, Madison really let the ball because, I mean, by the time Ramsdor got his legs closed, the ball was already into the net. Yeah, um, I was a bit panicked at that point. Uh, I won't <laughs> lie, because, I mean, 32 and, like, you know, this Arsenal side has something different to it, but, like, you know, you were thinking, if they concede now, you know, it, it, it becomes 3-3, and, you know, have we turned the corner, and you start asking, you know, questions about the team. Mm. I think if, if you take, say, the seasons before, if we have a game like that, Arsenal normally would go into the shell, Yes. It concede again through, through panic, whereas the Arsenal team now, which leads me now to the next point, because in that time also, Ben White was hobbling with the injury, 74th minute, Tom Yasu came on, and then within the, the time of the restart, Jesus picks up the ball, you know, uh, sets, uh, plays in uh, Martinelli, and I mean, the young Brazilian ends up with a, almost like just a finesse pass to the far post, 4-2 Arsenal. Yeah, no, it was an excellent and, and, and great work rate by Martinelli to win the ball first. Yeah. You know, to, to, I, think, I don't know what it was, an attack to get the ball, but I mean, <laughs> and then to get back into an attacking position and scores. I mean, I know Asus with two assists and two goals will probably pick yeah. up the man of the match award, but Martinelli was equally as important with, with these things, he, although he never got the final touch with... Um, you know, that goal with Asus with Shaka assisting. Um, you got to love the player's work rate. He's, 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 he's hungry. He's, he's not running like a person with uh, no head on his shoulders. He actually looks a bit calmer, but more composed. And yeah, like yeah. you said, he's, he's actually very mature at the moment. Yeah. And I mean, another thing I want to add to your point now is like, you'll see the whole team also complements each other because... Like they already know, look, if this one's going to win the ball, there is already an outlet there. There's an outlet. And everything is it's more like a, a quick flow. And also, the, 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 there's not too much hanging on the ball. It's like it gets played out immediately. And you can see by the time, uh, look, after uh, Leicester scored the goal to make it 3 2, they were also trying to, like, because it was probably adrenaline rush or so, because look, you saw crack in the game. Also, not giving it that, that, that sort of time to, you know, somehow catch the breath of it. Also, like immediately at full tilt on them. And I mean, you could see Leicester looked more like half switched off the way we, we forced that, that fourth goal. Yeah, no, it, it was, you know, I think anything to take from this, you know, the match so far is that the, the reaction of Arsenal when they conceded it was. You know, very, very heartwarming to see that, you know, the side don't, yeah. it doesn't drop when they, um, and, and the fact that we managed to score four goals, even though Saka wasn't having his best of games. I mean, last season, if Saka didn't, you know, switch on, Arsenal didn't switch on. So, you know, very good sign so far for this team. Yeah. And then, to the same minute, Tierney ended up coming on for Zinchenko. Um, also, another good shift by the Ukrainian, I mean, I just find he's, he's, the way he's just gelled into the team without... I mean, I think that is probably the reason you sign people like Jesus and Zinchenko who come from a like a Champions winning team where they already have that sort of standard set that they don't... I mean, 
If anybody has a, a chance, have a look at Zinchenko at the conceding of the second goal by Arsenal. Just watch how angry he is, not, with him, not only with himself, but he's also angry with the team for, you know, letting in the goal. And it just shows you that's the sort of work ethic that, that I think really gets Arsenal fans a beat. Yeah, it's the mentality as well, you know, of, of that. But also, you remember, we've always been speaking about Arsenal signing Premier League players, you know. We've yeah. seen, you know, Liverpool, done, they still do it. City still do it, you know. Yeah. It's, 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 it's good to sign players that play well in the Premier League and know the Premier League very well because sometimes you find big money on players that, you know, haven't really played in the Premier League before and they come in and, you know, it's you know, a fish out of water. I mean, I think that's how I eventually felt over time with, you know, people like, like Torreira and then we, yes, you see that sort of promising moments or spark in the, in the game and then afterwards you see they also get overrun by the sort of tempo of a game or the sort of tackling that goes in with a, like, you know, looking for fouls. Now you get people that now are used to the league, can ride the tackle and, I mean, will really drive at the team. And I think when you watch, because sometimes, look, I don't also get ahead of myself, but I just think when you when you watch Zinchenko and Tierney, it reminds me of watching Arsenal in that period where uh, Clichy was blooded into the team and then you got Ashley Cole, it was... You know, ahead of him, of course, in the picking order. But I mean, it, it brought, it, like, it kind of prolonged. Ashley Cole, I mean, he wasn't like getting overused. He was actually given sometimes a time, like, off where yeah. she would then play. And I think this is how Arteta is actually using Zinchenko now because uh, it, it looks fantastic. And I mean, it's like, you don't want to also, uh, of course, look, the games are going to come, I think, in fast as we entering in our September. But I just think to myself, you're not, you know, you give yourself so much breathing space now when you have two guys. And I mean, even if, if Tierney now has like a sort of niggle, you know, somebody like Zinchenko can almost like carry the sort of, you know, like the water for the team. Yeah, no, I think about, and they also give a bit two different dimensions to the team because, you know, Zinchenko likes to take it all in the middle of the park, you know, almost yeah. like what he did with, with Lam or the Kimmich that Guardiola did with one of them where, they almost, you know, play the left back, but also add that extra body in the middle of the park also at times. Yeah, yeah that's what they call it. It's almost like a new age speak of was it inverted left back. Because I, mean, yeah. I didn't really take note of, of things like that. Because for me, it was always traditional left back or wing back. And he's going to, you know, get to the byline and, and whooping cross. And now, so for me, it's weird to see a left back now come in field and not only fill up the midfield, but sometimes we'll just keep carrying on running and, and become almost like a cam uh, position again. Yeah, so I think even 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 um Sitchenko and, and TNE also have different roles to play at different points because they offer something different as well. You know, you can't you can't always study the, the, the team and think it's gonna be very predictable like it was with TNE also left back. And then of course like there was about uh, six minutes to go Nketiah and Smith Rowe came on for Jesus and Saka, respectively. But, I mean, by the end, the game was, you know, over and done with, really. And three points to the Arsenal. And we move on to the next game. Yeah. I mean, six goals in two games. I mean, we complained about goals last season. Look, not too happy about the goals conceded. I mean, yeah. But you can't have it all, you know. I'm sure last season we were saying, you know, sometimes it's good to win 5-2 or something like that. But to bang in the goals. But... You know, for me, I just want to also add something. I mean, what what something's been kind of like irking me with with 
that part of the fan base, not saying all, but I'm saying this part, because look, you can see something special is happening at the club, but I mean, everything is still, you know, like babies, not actually baby steps now, but because I mean, you can see there is a sort of plan that is working, there's a, a sort of thing we are playing at, a sort of tactic that we are getting known for now and, and look strong at. It. But when I hear fans are talking about, we're going to win the league or whatever. That's when you set yourself up for failure, you know. Yes, yes. That's, when, that's when you start, you know, getting pissed off because, you know, even last season, you know, we, we ended up in the Europa League spot. But, you know, start of the season, you know, you asked us, you know, we gave our expectations and we said, you know, Europa League is, is, is what we all take. But like this season again, you know, some people are saying, oh, we want to win the league. But for us, it's now... Top four is a must. You yes, know, don't yes. worry about winning the league. Top four is the must. We we need to kind of look at it, you know, almost like a batsman going through that yes, century yes. as like the next thing now. Now is the next thing. You know, maybe top four with some sort of trophy, you know, would be good. I mean, top four we take, you know, as the goal. But if we if we throw in a EFL Cup or, you know, a solid Europa League run that we're still watching till the end of the season almost or, you know, FA Cup win, something like that to the top four finish and... You know, you can add a bit more to the squad again where you can say, okay, maybe this season now we can, you know, push the title challenges, not win the league, but give them a push. Yeah. And I mean, I, I fully agree with you because, I mean, I know I've been hopping on about every start of season, but fully agree with you, your cricket uh, permutation, because I, I also think we have to work in it. Because, I mean, like I had a friend the other day, he was already talking about the, the Man United game. So I said, no, I mean, let's first get this one block of games done. Yeah. Like, say, a block of five, and then you start, uh, or block of four, but then you start looking, okay, this is now what we're going to have to do, this part, this part, this part. Because I think the real, like, you know, if I think of, like I said, you know, in air quotes, a big game that's coming so up, that will be the United game in, in early September. But, I mean, I still think, get August over and done with, try it and dust it, get the points also that come with it, and then we move on to the next block. Then we focus again on just on September. But I said for now, let's just focus on how this team are performing now, and what they, you know, what they're going to be capable of with the, uh, the upcoming fixtures. Yeah, I know, hundred percent agree with you. It can't be too, yeah. you know, uh, fo- focused on things like that. So, so yeah, we we, we take the positive, and I think, you know, we, we we move on to to Bournemouth with with the coach who could possibly be the next James Bond, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, hopefully, you know, we can go there and, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what Arteta does there. Does he, you know, go with the same side or does he just tweak it slightly, you know, maybe throw in Tommy Yasu now because, you know, Ben White picked up a little niggle, you know, do you have to force Ben White to play? You know, do you maybe give Tiani an opportunity or do you keep Zinchenko in? You know, it's going to be interesting to see, honestly, what Arteta does now with, with the game against Bournemouth. Yeah, because look, I would look if, if there's even any slight niggle. I mean, for me already, that should be, you know, Tommy Asu's way back in. Because I mean, look, if, if I just look at our remaining games for uh, August, it's we've got now away match against uh, Bournemouth, and then of course we've got two games back to back home, uh, one against Fulham, and then the 31st of August is a midweek game against Aston Villa. Okay. So. Okay, so. I would actually really balance the squad, right? And I think right there by the 
the what was that the Wednesday, 31st August at Aston Villa game? I think that's also where the rotation then can come in, like the slight, I'm not saying drastic. Yes. We can do that, that sort of uh, give them a, a bit of a breather, some of them, or not like say a full 90 minutes, but then you can still say, okay, we're going to give so and so an hour, and then you come off uh, like, like after an hour, and the new ones are ready to play against United the, the following week. And that's what you need, you know. You, I mean, I'm, I'm sure even you know, as a footballer or those who play football, it's like you can't just throw somebody in into a game and say, now you have to perform. It's, yes, you know, yes, yes put two or three players in and say, okay, here's your chance, you know, get the legs in the game because the rest of the guys are all senior and experienced, but now you throw a player in when the whole team is cold and, you know, they haven't played much games in their belt, the things look a bit disjointed, but if you keep on, you know, not much saying, like you said, drastic changes, but yeah, they get, you know, throw in Milsman, throw in instead of Saka, I'm not Saka, I mean, um, Odegaard, and then you throw in Vieira and the same thing with maybe, um, instead of Xhaka. So now you let those two gel with the team a bit because if Xhaka picks up an injury, Fabio Vieira is also ready to go. Or if Odegaard's, you know, as a niggle or needs a break, Emil Plutro is 100% and ready to go. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm just looking now at, at, at the previous games of Bournemouth. Okay, they got, you know, really tongued by Man City, but I mean, don't we all? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and of course, the opener to the season was a 2-0 win against Bournemouth. Uh, sorry, against... Aston Villa, but I mean, I just want to also yeah. add the way they play, Bournemouth are playing, it was almost like to like sort of frustrate Aston Villa because I mean, they, they, with regards to the stats of the uh, Bournemouth Villa game, I mean, they end up scoring very early and scored, scored very late. So it's not like they will, you know, get a goal kind of defended and frustrate you and whatever. And I just think when you see a team with, with numbers like that, also, like if you look at their stats and then they, you know, a person should. You know, really have a go at them and, and really, you know, put them to the sword quite early. Because, I mean, for me, putting a team to bed, I mean, with no disrespect, but I'm just take, taking it from as Arsenal fans' perspective. I would actually just see that we get the job done early there yeah. and not, you know, not fool around too much. I agree. I think if you get the early goal against the side, you know, I think you you can get them bottled um, down and you can kind of, you know, just... To, to pick them off at well, but I think if you're going to let them, you know, like you said, they picked up a goal in the second minute in the 80th minute against Aston Villa. If you Arsenal let them score early or even give them that sort of something to hold, you know, you can be in trouble. But let's see. Hopefully, the side can, you know, get on the score sheet early and, you know, maybe we, we surprise ourselves again with another solid performance. And I mean, I just want to just add now also a few more numbers here, just because I'm just I'm actually amazed just to get the stats here. Because with Bournemouth Aston Villa, it was like 34% for uh, Bournemouth, 66% for Villa. Total shots, Bournemouth seven, Villa fifteen. Uh, accurate passes, uh, Aston Villa four seven nine, which is 84%, and Bournemouth two eleven, seventy percent. So I mean. If Arsenal played right, I mean, they could almost like smother the, uh, the Bournemouth team. Because even when I just look at the, the this, this accurate passes numbers also, I mean, right there, and then Arsenal should, you know, really turn up the heat early on. Because it, it, it doesn't look like they really like doing anything with the ball, but probably uh, get the ball forward in the opposition off. Yeah, and I think Saliba will help with that because he's a very cool and composed player. And I think... You know, winning the ball, swatting my back and just going and going. Like, you know, that relentless kind of pressure we're born with. You know, every time I just want to kick the ball away and we come again and we come again. It's just, I think, 
if you can break him down early, you yes. can have a very better feel there at the office, but then you can start picking him up as well, and it could be a good week for, for us. And I mean, you know, hopefully we can take nine out of nine, and yeah. you know, we will be smiling. And I think, you know, when last at the Arsenal fan, have you, could you have said that we took nine out of nine points? Yeah. So, I mean, we don't have that much to talk about from our perspective, really, like, uh, you know, the team selection. I think it was like sweet, as you said earlier on, speaks for itself. So we move now to the, uh, you know, what's like the, the talk session, chat section, channel one. Uh, with regards to uh, the soccer contract, that is now a big talking point at the moment. And from what Arteta has said, and I mean, he's not now, was like hidden about facts about it. He's actually said, uh, Saka's uh, people, like his agents, that are quite happy with what Arsenal have put forward, and now it just comes down to his signature. So they also seem quite positive in it. So, what's your thoughts? Time. Uh, I, I hope we time up because you know, so many times as, 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 as Arsenal fans, you know, we've, we've seen our players, you know, at this pivotal point where you know things look like it could be turning the corner, and then you know, a Liverpool or Man City come in, or, or even United back in the day, or Chelsea, just come in, swoop your play, and you have to start from scratch. I mean, you know, ties are cut down, you have this young team that has talent, that has the ability, that, that, that's, you know, they, they've seen it all, you know, they've felt the disappointment yeah. as well of, of losing out on certain things. So, you know, keep him there. I mean, I'm sure he's a linchpin for the team going forward. I mean, if you look at this team, I mean, you know, not to jump so far ahead of yourself. You, you tie Saka down and you see this Arsenal project that there's something happening. I mean, you look at Chelsea at the moment. And I'm not saying we're better than them, but, you know, what is their plan at the moment? You know, what are they trying to build a team around? Even Liverpool at the moment. You know, they, they, they are the top team as well. They lost Mane now, so they, and they have some interest. So you're looking at them, you know, what is their plan, you know, post Salah? Um, also, look at Man United at the moment. They signed Casemiro, you know, top player from Real Madrid. But are they just signing for the sake of signing? Because it doesn't yeah. look like there's any anything happening. I mean, Tenag is a is a ball playing um, coach, but Casemiro is not a ball playing player. So you know, there's there's no plans. It looks like at the moment. I'm not saying we're gonna outperform all these teams, but I'm saying with Arsenal, you can see, you know, we've always wanted some direction, and now there's direction. And, uh, you know, like uh, one of my final talking points of the day is, um, look, I've been watching uh, the last three weeks, Marquinhos play for Arsenal yeah. in the that reserve league. And, and yesterday was now actually, Arteta was actually asked about his plans with the player because he said they were asking, like, you know, is he going to be part now of the first team plans or between um, now and the end of August by the time, you know, the window, yeah, transfer window closes, he gets, uh, you know, shipped out on a loan. But then I think Arteta mentioned now yesterday, they're actually going to let him stay for the first half of the season. So they said then they'll see then come January if they want him to play regularly and probably give him a loan out or if he can already integrate himself in the first team setup. Because from what I've seen so far, I mean, I know you and I have been talking about it when you were even here in Germany, was we're always looking for that forward that, that uh, attacks balls and headers. And almost all these goals I've seen him now score for Arsenal in the under-21 league is uh, coming in late into the box and scoring with powerful hitters. Like, and I mean, he knows exactly which corner he wants to go or which, uh, you know, where the keeper is and where he's going to plant the ball with his head. So it's actually 
giving a hell of a option because it's not like he's gone to the end of the radar. We didn't really take note about him. And now he's like making name for himself now as this not only winger, but he's he's also used in a very advanced role in 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 the central areas of the opposition box. Yeah, no, I mean, I haven't seen any much, but I mean, you told me also yesterday just to have a look and see, you know, what's the offer, you know, maybe, you know, you have a guy that can, you know, wouldn't get you after that something different as a backup to Asus for now, you know, before yeah. you I can give him that um, run for his money. Okay, so with that, I uh, hope you guys enjoy this game this evening. It's probably 18.30 kickoff uh, Central European time. I think it should be like, what, 5.30 in UK. Okay. Yeah. So, hope you guys enjoy the game. Take care. Hope we get the three points. Bye. Yeah, let's get the three points and make it three out of three.